Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break down. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate now. Well, today sucks, Heat fans, but I don't have to tell you that. I'm pretty sure we all agree, but hey, welcome back to Believe in Miami Heat. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, and we're brought to you by the Believe Network. Coming to you today with a, a video version also on my uh, my YouTube channel, so y'all can search Anthony DiNardo uh, to watch the video portion of this, because it was a very special day, or at least it was supposed to be. Of course, I'm recording this at night of February 9th, which is the NBA trade deadline today, uh, and usually I uh, take a lot of notes when I do these podcasts. Uh, but today, I'm just going to speak from the heart. Got a couple of topics listed down, but it was a frustrating day for for all Heat fans. So first off, it started, I woke up today about 7.30. Uh, actually, I woke up from the, the vibration of my phone. I had a bunch of notifications going off. Uh, and I go to check my phone. And the first thing I see is a bunch of, oh my gods, a bunch of, I can't believe this. So I said, hmm. Trade deadline got started early. Let's go ahead and see what happened. Uh, And come to find out, overnight, Kevin Durant was, of course, traded to the Phoenix Suns. And immediately, I I was hurt. I was sad. Not that I believe the Heat ever had a shot at him. Uh, Not that I think the Heat could have competed with the package that uh, uh, Brooklyn received, which was Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, and four first-round picks. Not that that package is even great, by the way. I mean, those are two decent players, but one of them is 25 and Bridges is 26. So they're not super young players. They're not guys you can necessarily build around. And yeah, four first-round picks is, is decent. Again, something that he didn't have. But I was still frustrated because I know how average this team is, uh, maybe slightly below average. And I understand that their only chance of ever being a championship contender within the next couple of years was really if they somehow got Kevin Durant. And I kind of saw all those hopes fly out of the window when uh, when I saw him go to Phoenix. But eventually, I did get over it. It was still trade deadline day, a day that is usually typically very exciting, uh, which it was today for 28 NBA teams because 28 of the 30 teams made a move except for, well, except for three of them. So 27 teams made a move today to acquire a player or a pick. The three teams that did not acquire a player or a pick today was the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I didn't initially count because obviously they they made a huge splash in the offseason to get Donovan Mitchell. The other two teams are the stupid Chicago Bulls and unfortunately, the probably stupid Miami Heat. Now, I say probably because I guess I first want to acknowledge before I get into how disappointed and frustrated I am by this team. Just because they didn't make any moves today doesn't mean they weren't trying. It's quite possible Pat Riley put everything on the table. Him and Andy Ellisberg were working and just nobody wanted the pieces that we have. I understand for every trade that you try to make, both sides have to say yes. And there's probably several other teams that are gunning for the same players you are. I acknowledge that. But as a fan, I can say I don't care about all that. And I'm still frustrated. So after I got to work today, you know, I spent uh, some of the time that I had basically doing this all day. And for those of y'all that are not watching the video portion, I'm swiping my finger in an up and down motion. I'm reloading Twitter all day. I'm seeing all these trades go through. And I'm saying, okay, I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what moves the Heat make. Because one, they uh, they just traded away Dwayne Dedman yesterday. And they attached the second round pick to do it. So that frees up cap space. That frees up a roster spot. So obviously I'm sitting here thinking, well, certainly they made that trade to do something. They didn't just do that now because they, they want to save some money for the offseason. So I'm saying certainly they're going to make a trade. And of course, last year, 
You've heard it a bunch. They were one shot away from the NBA Finals. So you think, hmm, I'm one shot away from the NBA Finals. Maybe, I don't know, should improve my team. Maybe get a couple pieces to help push us over the edge. That's what the good teams do, right? Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Got Jay Crowder today. You look at the Boston Celtics. They lost in the finals last year. They went out there and got Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. Made a nice move today to get Mike Muscala, who's a really solid backup big. You see the Golden State Warriors. They won the championship last year. Got off to a slow start this year. They went out there and got Gary Payton. You see all these teams that are contenders going out there and making moves. Dallas Mavericks lost in the Western Conference Finals. They went out there and got Kyrie Irving, who I admittedly did not want whatsoever. But they did something. Phoenix Suns, of course, they went out there. They got Kevin Durant. You see all Denver Nuggets, Thomas Bryant. Awesome, excellent backup big behind Jokic. That's what you do when you're a competing team. You go out there and you get that piece that can push you over the edge, especially in a rare season like this where there is no clear-cut favorite. You can even argue there's eight to nine different teams you could see winning the championship. So, of course, I'm expecting the Heat to make a trade. They're not going to go the entire trade deadline without making a trade. So I'm, I'm refreshing. I'm saying, oh, who are they going to get? Oh, we got a, a Jeremy Grant rumor. Glad to have that back. Big Donovich rumor. Yeah, we've heard him a lot. That's good. Oh, maybe the Bulls are shopping Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic. Oh, the Heat can, the Heat can use those guys. So I'm sitting there refreshing. I'm saying, oh, who are they going to get? Oh, more OG rumors. Oh, the Clippers are starting to make moves. Maybe they're ready to let go of Markeith Morris, Robert Covington. Which one are the Heat going to get? And then it's 2 o'clock. And I say, okay. They got, they got some time now. They, they got an hour. Pat, Pat got Oladipo at the deadline. So he's just, you know, putting the finishing touches. He's putting the bow on whatever trade they're about to make. Then it's 2.30. Still nothing. All these other trades going through. Then it's 2.50. 2.55. I'm refreshing my phone. Finally gets to 3.01 p.m. I say I'm doing one last refresh. And if, if they don't make no moves, that means they did absolutely nothing. Then I see the tweet that we know is going to set Twitter ablaze. From Barry Jackson, Ivor Winderman, official heat statement. They decided to make absolutely no moves today. Of course, very very frustrating. With each second that went by on this trade deadline and they did nothing, I was growing more and more annoyed. There was uh, a lot going on on Twitter today. There was a lot of spaces. Shout out to, to my guys over on the Basement Sports Network for putting on an excellent space uh, and really let the fan base kind of air out a lot of their frustrations. This was kind of a breaking point for a lot of Heat fans. Of course, Twitter's been a lot of divided between the optimist and the pessimist. Uh, well, today, the pessimists were proven right. Unfortunately, uh, of course, the basement over there, they, are, are no, they have this label of being negative. Uh, I like to look at it more as being re realistic. Uh, they saw this team was, or, or we saw, I'm, I'm over there as well. Make sure y'all check out the Basement Sports Network. We saw that this team was one shot away from the NBA Finals. And they followed that up by losing P.J. Tucker and adding absolutely nobody except for Nikola Jovic, who's only 19 years old and obviously hasn't been playing. I understand he's hurt now. But you don't expect anything from him anyways. And we watch all these other teams get better. The 76ers made a bunch of moves. Montrezl Harrell. We already talked about the Boston Celtics. The Brooklyn Nets, they went out there. They got Royce O'Neal, for example. Obviously, they, they fell apart, but I never believed in that team anyways. Point is... All the other contenders were trying. The New York Knicks, they went out there. They got Jalen Brunson. They went out there on the trade deadline today, too. Got Josh Hart. 
that might be enough to propel them uh, above the heat because they're only one game back now. Even the Atlanta Hawks went out there. They got DeJounte Murray, the Cavs, we already said, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Every team has done something besides the Miami Heat. So as Heat fans, we're allowed to be frustrated. We're allowed to be upset. We're allowed to be annoyed. And all of this, and, and this average season was really seen by a lot of people, including myself. Now, I'm not a complete pessimist, uh, which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. You are allowed to fan how you are, fan how you fan. Uh, a lot of the optimists have problems with the the negative people being realistic. You can fan however you want. If it helps you to blindly put faith into the organization, I don't fan that way. But if you do, that's fine. Point is, you shouldn't tell people how to fan. That's the end of that conversation. Anyways, that's that's a tangent for a whole other day that will probably never come, to be honest. But the realists saw this team not make any moves, uh, and we've seen this average season come, uh, and then they made no moves whatsoever. Uh, there's really a million different directions I can take this podcast because it has been very, very frustrating. Uh, first, I think I'll just start by saying how surprised I am and why I'm so surprised that they did nothing today because I've said for months now, after seeing how average this team is, the worst thing this team could have did is nothing. You are an average team. You have to be buyers or you have to be sellers. I understand if they don't want to buy because maybe the move wasn't out there to put you in a championship contending, and I would have hated to waste a first-round pick asset because they only got two of them. I would have hated to do that to get a marginal improvement, whether that was Bogdanovich or, or whoever it may be. I would have hated it. But if that's the case, you have to sell. You have... Gabe Vincent on this roster, you have Max Struess on this after the roster. Those are two guys of value that you could have traded. You are not going to pay both of them. You might not pay either one of them. So you're keeping them on this roster for what? Is that is that the front office telling us they think they can win a championship? Because that's just blasphemy. That's just not realistic. So you're telling me we're going to lose them for nothing when you have no assets whatsoever? The way second-round picks were flying around today, you could have easily got multiple picks for a guy like Max Strews or Gabe Vincent. And we know they cannot resign both of them. And if they do, we can already say how, how that would be a huge mistake, particularly Max Strews. Uh, fortunately, and, and y'all know he's my guy. I was a big fan of his. He's obviously had a very frustrating year. We know what it's like overpaying the shooter. That's what happened with Duncan Robinson. And, of course, he has been terrible. He's out of the rotation, and, and now he's hurt. And even if he was healthy, he still wouldn't be in the rotation. So thank God Max True sucked before his contract year. Because if he would have balled out and then Miami, he gave him all that money and then he sucked. I mean, you think they're in a problem now. That would have just amplified it. Back to the original conversation at hand. And I guess I do want to apologize if I get into a bunch of points and then just forget about it. Because like I said, I didn't really make any notes for this. My mind's all over the place. And I just kind of want to vent my frustrations as a Heat fan. Uh, and I know just from hearing the day on Twitter and listening to spaces and streams, uh, a lot of people agree with me. So, so hopefully you can vent with me. Uh, and if you're watching on the, uh, on the video side on YouTube, feel free to comment or tweet me at Twitter at AnthonyD underscore Heat. Your thoughts. If you agree, if you disagree, if you think I'm being too harsh, too pessimistic, whatever. Back to, back to the, the Struess and, uh, and Gabe thing. You should have sold. Jay Crowder went for five second round picks today. Gary Payton II went for five second round picks today. Teams were flying second or, or uh, throwing around second round picks like there was no tomorrow. And Miami, 
You don't think they could have used some second-round picks? They have one. Why, why do the Miami Heat only have one second-round pick? Well, let me tell you. You drafted uh, KZ Akpala. You traded Bo Bol and three second-round picks to get KZ Akpala, who sucked. He was worse than terrible. He was not even an NBA player, which is why when you got rid of KZ Akpala and you traded him to the Thunder last year, you had to attach a second-round pick to get rid of him. And that's a guy on a minimum contract. They didn't even want to take his minimum deal without attaching a second-round pick. So you've wasted four second-round picks on KZ Akpala alone. Three to get him, one to get rid of him. And then this year, they just traded Dwayne Dedman yesterday, and they had to attach a second-round pick to get rid of him too. And he's an expiring deal on not that much money. And every single Heat fan could have told you this. You could go back and look at the logs of this, of, of this channel right here. When the Miami Heat signed Dwayne Dedman in the offseason, after a god-awful playoffs, every single Heat fan, including myself, said, what are you doing? Now, I, I did say at points for a guy on a minimum contract, he'd be a fine backup big, which is wrong also. But he didn't even get a minimum contract. He got a two-year, $9 million deal with a team option on the second. So if you want to say one-year, $4.5 million deal, that's what it was. For Dwayne Dedman, who were you bidding against? Why did this man get a penny more than the minimum? And now you're sitting here let, uh, a half a season later, and you're trading him to a team that just waived him, and you had to attach a second-round pick to do it to free up some roster space? Why the hell did you sign him in the first place? That's horrible asset management, something that Pat Riley and the front office has been doing very, very poor for a long time now. Horrible, horrible asset management. And when they lose Max Struess and or Gabe Vincent in the offseason for nothing, it is going to be a very, very frustrating day. They did the same thing with Kendrick Nunn, lost him for nothing. You lost Derrick Jones Jr. for nothing. These are two, Kendrick Nunn was second in rookie of the year. And you knew you weren't competing. And yeah, they did They did actually make an NBA Finals with him, uh, which he was terrible in the entire playoff run. You could have got rid of him. You could have got rid of Derrick Jones Jr. You, you, they never sell high. They always either wait too long and then a guy walks for free or they wait till a guy's trade value is so low like Dwayne Dedman who sucked since last season and then you have to attach picks to get rid of him. So that's just horrible, horrible asset management. And the fact that we sat here as Heat fans today and we saw all these other teams get better. We saw 27 teams make a trade to get a player a pick. And the Miami Heat, who were one shot away from the finals, decided to do absolutely nothing. It's very frustrating. It's, it's very, very frustrating. So kind of more on that. Why did the Miami Heat do nothing? Earlier I said I was surprised. surprised. Well, maybe I shouldn't have been. This team has almost no assets to do anything. And that is 100% the very fault of their own. We saw reports today saying in order for a team to take Duncan Robinson's contract, they wanted multiple first-round picks. That is how bad Duncan Robinson has been. You paid a guy five years, $90 million to be a shooter, and he can't even shoot anymore. He contributes as much on the basketball court as I would if I was standing there in his place. Except I'd be smart. If I saw a guy on a fast break, I wouldn't tap his shoulder to give him an easy and one like Duncan Robinson does time and, uh, Duncan Robinson does time and time again like, like an idiot. Like an idiot. 
So now he's sitting here out of the rotation, whether he was healthy or not, he wasn't in the rotation, getting paid $90 million, that's almost $20 million a year for the next three and a half seasons. Yeah, a team is going to want multiple first-round picks to, get, to take on that terrible, terrible contract. Probably the worst contract in NBA. This Heat team only has two first-round picks to trade. So in order to get that terrible salary off your books, you have to trade all of your first-round picks when you barely had enough first-round picks in the first place to get anybody. If OG Ananobi was traded, he would have went for three first-round picks to somebody, probably the New York Knicks or somebody else. He wouldn't have had three first-round picks to trade. You had Kevin Durant, who, who wanted to come to your, off, uh, your team in the offseason. I assumed he would have been fine coming here now. We always heard, we always heard Phoenix and Miami. Phoenix traded four first-round picks, which is something Miami did not have. Why did Miami not have four first-round picks? Well, go all the way back to 2016 when you gave huge money to Deion Waiters, Tyler Johnson, James Johnson, Hassan Whiteside. All these guys, Kelly Olynyk. all these guys you gave terrible, terrible four-year deals to that put this team into a giant, giant hole for four years. Then you got Ryan Anderson still. Had to stretch and pay and pay him. You're still paying Ryan Anderson. You had to attach first-round picks back then to get rid of these guys, to get rid of Tyler Johnson. So because you signed those guys to horrible contracts back then and had to attach first-round picks to get rid of them, you don't have any first-round picks now when Kevin Durant says, hey, I'd love to come to your team, Miami. And Brooklyn says, okay, what does Miami have to offer? And the answer is nothing. Because of terrible, terrible salaries they gave out way back then in 2016 is coming back now to bite them in the ass. And the problems are only compounding. We talked about Duncan Robinson. You have Kyle Lowry who's getting $30 million a year to not even play a single second in the fourth quarter. He's getting outplayed by undrafted point guard Gabe Vincent who's been fine. I like Gabe Vincent. I don't have a problem with anything he's done this year. He's an undrafted point guard who's been really, really good at filling his role. But guess what? He's a decent shooter, right? But if he's not hitting that shot that game, he's always playing defense. He's always doing something. He's a nice player. What is Kyle Lowry doing other than absolutely nothing? Other than what I'm doing right now, sitting in my chair, which is doing nothing. And you gave that man $90 million to be your starting point guard. And he is a bottom five point guard in the league. He's not even close to, to a, a, a mid point guard. You know how insane that is? To give that player that kind of money? You couldn't even trade him. We saw the Clippers today, who was rumored the whole trade deadline that they might want Lowry. They went out there, they got Bones Highland. They got Eric Gordon. They don't want Kyle Lowry. Not on that contract. We even saw Russell Westbrook get traded for a first-round pick, and the Lakers got three very good pieces, and Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and D'Angelo Russell. Usually, you have to attach a first-round pick to get rid of a contract, and then another first-round pick to actually get some good players in return. But no, the Lakers were able to trade one. Now, I understand Kyle Lowry isn't an expiring deal. He's got a year and a half left, but the fact the Lakers were able to get that amazing package and the Miami Heat were able to do absolutely nothing or did absolutely nothing. It's weird. It's frustrating. It makes me question what the front office was doing today, 
what they were thinking uh, is, is very, very frustrating. They've put themselves in a massive hole uh, from terrible contracts over the years. Uh, and even when Jimmy Butler wanted to come here as a free agent, you had to sign and trade him and give away another first-round pick because you had no money because Hassan Whiteside was on the roster, who you paid over Dwayne Wade. By the way, I'd love Whiteside back. I, I know I sound like I'm a little mad at Whiteside now. I still love that man. But anyways, don't, don't click off the video or dislike just because I said that. I can admit it was a terrible contract and all the guy did was stat pad, but I, I just I was a fan of his. I, I like the blocks. What can I say? Horrible asset management. You had a free agent in Jimmy Butler, a superstar who wanted to come here, and you still had to give up first-round picks to get him because you had no money to sign him. So you had to sign out some extra money. Uh, and send away Josh Richardson, who would have been a great piece next to Jimmy. Uh, Richardson, by the way, who got traded for four second-round picks today, which is, which is kind of crazy. But very frustrating deadline for the Miami Heat. Uh, I was annoyed, uh, and I was texting my boy. I was texting my boy Khalil, and he's basically like, "I've decided to not waste energy on this." Uh, speaking as him, he's like, "Look, we're, we're sitting here comparing whether we'd rather have a 42-year-old John Wall with one knee or Russell Westbrook who can't shoot on the roster." He's like, "He's like, look at ourselves. We're sitting here saying whether we'd rather have uh, Orlando Robinson or Nerlens Noel, you know." This team is this team's in a horrible spot, and I should probably not waste as much energy getting frustrated over it as I am, because it was inevitable, and a lot of people saw it coming for a long time, uh, especially the people on the Basement Sports Network. So, so shout out to them again, uh, because they were right. Not that they wanted to be right. I know personally, obviously, they did not want to be right, and I guess myself included did not want to be right, but they were. I was, uh, although the optim the optimist in me was banking on that this team would actually be pretty, pretty good because of the internal improvement. Of course, Bam at a bio, chef's kiss this year, has improved beyond our wildest imagination. Uh, I know we all were hoping maybe he would shoot threes, but he'll get there one day. He really developed that go-to bag in the mid-range jump shot. Uh, we can obviously talk about Bam and how great he's been all year for, forever, but uh, he took the jump. Tyler Hero did not. And because of that, this team is average. Uh, so as much as I wanted to believe there'd be enough internal development to make this team love average, they were not. They were one shot away from the finals and decided to sit on their hands and do absolutely nothing. So the Heat did trade Dwayne Devin, meaning they got two roster spots available and I guess a little bit of money. They got a traded player exception. Uh, I got the list here of some of the buyout guys that are out there or potentially will be out there on the market. Uh, you got Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Derrick Rose, Will Barton, John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Danny Green, Sergi Baca, George Hill, Nerlens Noel, and Terrence Ross, just to say a few. Uh, I made a top five list of guys I'd probably want. Westbrook, number one. Uh, the basketball fit would be terrible, but it'd give me something to talk about because this team's had the same roster for three years. They have not added a player to this roster that has had full-time NBA experience in two years. Every guy they've drafted has either been an undrafted guy or, or a guy from the G League. So I undrafted, same thing. Um, so Westbrook, he'd make it interesting. Better than Lowry, so why not? Two, Reggie Jackson, good score. I think he, he'd fit a nice role on this team. Uh, and then I put Serge Ibaka, Nerlens Noel. Neither guy is great, but this team desperately needs a big. Hopefully Omar Yurtsevin is, is, comes back healthy because he would help. 
Uh, and then I put Terrence Ross at number five because this team needs scoring, and we've seen him kill this team over the years. But I don't really want to get into the buyout market too much. One, because I'm boring. I'm frustrated talking about it. I shouldn't be wasting energy on it, like I just said, because uh, I sat down, I made that top five, and I'm sitting here debating Terrence Ross versus Will Barton uh, in 2023. So it was sad. It was real sad. But that will be, uh, we got some breaking news. This football, this, this got nothing to do with, with basketball. We're good. But if you're curious, it does say uh, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, Ronnie Barber, DeMarcus Ware uh, selected to the Pro Ho Football Hall of Fame. Oh, did uh, did Zach Thomas get in? Ah. Shout out to Zach Thomas. Breaking news on the Believe in Miami Heat podcast. Zach Thomas finally an NFL Hall of Famer. Oh, you love to see it. Well, well, well overdue. Shout out to Zach Thomas. That made my night. I think with that, I'm going to go ahead on and get on out of here. We will be sure to have a, a buyout deadline video uh, at some point because I certainly do expect them to make a move uh, to get one of these guys, and we could talk about it more then. The Miami Heat played literally the worst team in the league, the Houston Rockets, on Friday, uh, which should probably be the day you're listening to this because I'm recording this late. So uh, late on Thursday, it'll be up Friday. Uh, don't lose to that team. If you lose to the worst team in the league the day after not making a single move on the trade deadline, uh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. Not even just from me. Uh, I've kind of said my piece, but from everybody else. It's not going to be pretty. But thank y'all for tuning in, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to this team. We could be frustrated but, uh, together. Make sure to leave a comment, share your thoughts, rate five stars if you feel like it. Uh, if you didn't feel like it, that's fine too, man. I, I don't care. I mean, we would just all sit here having fun at the end of the day. But I'll see y'all next week. Take it easy. Pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off, yeah, I need a head space. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.